All right, good morning. Um, we've had so much problems with uh, our internet and connectivity with load shedding on Sunday, and a lot of the people are actually asking me just to uh, record and share the message from Sunday. So I'm going to do my best to do that. Uh, it's quite different than sitting in your office and standing in front of an audience. Um, so, so, but here goes. So Sunday we spoke about the force within you. What is the source? Sorry, the source within you. And um, we read from Matthew 12, 31, and I'm going to read to you. Therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the son of man, it will be forgiven him. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him. Either in this age or in the age to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad, and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Blood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle, inoperative word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And there's just a couple of things that jump out in this passage that we read. And I want to talk about the source within you. So the first thing that we must understand, there, for me, there is a day of judgment. They, verse 36 and verse 37 says that we'll give account of our words and um, we will also be condemned or judged or justified by our words, what we've spoken. But in this scenario, what's happened here, Jesus just healed the guy with, um, that was demon-possessed and he was blind and mute that we spoke of last week. And if you are listening on podcasts, and thank you for joining and on YouTube. Thank you for watching this. Um, we want to welcome you. So you can listen to last week's message regarding that. Jesus just healed this guy. And the Pharisee says, you are healing by the Lord of the flies, Belzebub the devil, Satan, you're using, that is your source of authority, the source within you. Um, and then Jesus comes and he says, is healing or deliverance a good thing? Now, they, they didn't like it because, number one, it was on the Sabbath, and they didn't like the fact that Jesus could do this. But besides that, Jesus is saying, is this a good or a bad thing? healing a person or delivering a person from the demonic or causing a person to be accepted and or accept him or herself or a wholeness to come to them is this a good or a bad thing and i'm sure all of us will agree that it's a good thing when somebody gets set free or healed or makes peace with their past or comes free from an addiction it's a good thing so jesus is saying that if the fruit is good, then the source must be good too. And he's saying to the Pharisees, you need to be careful what you're doing here, what you're saying. 
Because you can talk about me and say about me whatever you want to. But when you start diminishing the Holy Spirit, if you start accrediting evil to the Holy Spirit, you're in serious danger. He says, that is a sin that will not be forgiven. And this is a controversial thing in any case, the unforgivable sin. And the school's out on it because there's a lot of different opinions. It's, there's a, the, the school of thought that's, that is the continual rejection of the Holy Spirit throughout my life until my deathbed that can't be forgiven. Obviously, it can't be forgiven. Um, but when I, what I see here is accrediting the Holy Spirit with evil. That there's evil in God's heart. And in the world religions, we've come to, to accept the yin-yang, the white with the black, and the black with the white, all in one circle, saying there's something dark and evil in God's heart. There's nothing dark in God's heart. The God of the Bible, Jesus, the scripture says that, that God is light and in him there is no shade. There's no darkness. There's no evil. God is good and only good. Jesus says, why do you call me good? Only one is good. And it's the Father. So it's also the reference to good is not an earthly good. It's a, a heavenly, divine, um, eternal Good. God is only good. He only has good plans for you. He only wants to do good by you and good for you. There's no one of us that would go and break our child's arm to teach him or her a lesson. Because none of us would do that. None of us would even think of that. None of us would go and say, well, I'm going to give my child flu, so severe flu, so that he might learn a lesson. You see, us being normal people, compared to God, we are evil. We won't do that. Yet God is good. Why would he do that? God doesn't do that. That's just it's the enemy coming, twisting the image of the Father. So that we might, and we might believe something evil comes from God. And... He says, yeah, if the source is good and the fruit is good, it's good. If the fruit is good, then the source must be good because evil cannot bring forth good and good cannot bring forth evil. So if what he is doing, healing and delivering and working in people's lives today, because the Holy Spirit is on the earth today and functioning, turning people's lives around, it's... Uh, that's good, then God must be good, then the Holy Spirit must be good. So we mustn't speak against the Holy Spirit, we mustn't belittle the Holy Spirit and say no. So in that, there's a measure for a lot of things. If you could play golf, every course and every hole has got a par, which is, this is the stand that you want to play at. Um, if you go into CrossFit, they've got the RX level. This is the standard you compete in. Um, if you've got swimming, there are certain times you have to get to be, compete at a certain level because that's the standard. 
so that we can measure ourselves to it. And in this piece, I find a measure of whether the source in me is a good source. That is my words. That which I speak, what comes out of my mouth. You see, if what comes out of my mouth, that's the fruit part, is evil, negative, derogatory, belittling, cutting people down to size, then the source is evil. This is might sound like a hard word, but what I want is I want to measure myself. I want to know, am I on track? Um, not because my salvation is based on works, but because I am saved, because I've taken John 1, 12, 13, and 14, saying that I am a child of God. I want to be measured. I want to tick the box. Am I walking in integrity? Or am I double-minded? Or am I a hypocrite? And the first thing is the words, or what that I see from this piece. Of text is that when the Holy Spirit is inside of me, he is a good source. There's no evil intent. There's no evil in him. If he resides in me, then what comes out of me, the fruit that comes out of me in my words, that also will be good. So if I'm walking around and that fruit's not good, Listen to what verse 34 says. Brother Vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You see, so when I say what I understand from this piece of, and it's, it's very confrontational, it's, it's, it's kind of clear cut, that what, what I see here is that if I say the Holy Spirit resides in me, and I keep on speaking evil. I am actually treading on very thin ice towards blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Because I'm saying the Holy Spirit resides in me. He is a good source. So now what comes out doesn't stroke with that. It's bad and it's evil. I belittle people, cut people down to size, use the word as a sword to stab people and hurt people. Um, and we hear language like that. We hear people speaking and they say, yeah, well, I speak the truth and the truth will hurt you and the truth will set you free and um, all things like that. And I've got some scripture that I want to take you to regarding that statement, which I think will... It, it, it will open our eyes towards being more sensitive towards the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because as a child of God, we want to represent the kingdom of God perfectly. You see, when Jesus, the gospel that Jesus preached was the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. His gospel was repent, okay? And live as if you're already in the kingdom of God. You're an ambassador of heaven. And so, your original country 
is heaven. Now, us being from South Africa, we like to braai. Um, other countries will call it barbecue. Um, in Australia, they, they do it with big flames and other places they do it different but in south africa what we do is we make a fire and that fire burns down until you have coals nice coals and the rule of thumb in our country is if you can hold your hand about 10 centimeters above the the, the coals for about five seconds counting without burning then your fire is ready for you to place your meat on and to braai barbecue your meat and um, to cook your meat on this fire so if i had to go to australia or the uk or the us then that's how i will cook my meat on the fire because from my original country that's how i was taught that's how i know it's done and that's how i like it you see when i am from the kingdom of god when I've entered, because Matthew 6.33 says, first seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. So you seek the kingdom, meaning the way that it's done in the kingdom of God. You first seek that. Now I live on the earth. The scripture says I am in this world, but I'm not of this world. I'm from a different world. You and I are from a different world. The minute we get born again, we're from a complete different world. Our nature changes. And a measure of that is the words that come out of my mouth. When Peter betrayed Jesus, it was, he did it with the words, the type of language that he used. It wasn't just, oh, I don't know him. There was a language attached to that that the disciples of Jesus did not use because that wasn't their culture, heaven's culture, heaven's dynamic inside of them. So Jesus' works are good. Thus the source must be good. If I then become a child of God and I believe, as the Bible says, I must believe, and I want to read you this scripture John 7, verse 38. I want to read this to you. It says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said. So it's very, very important. A lot of people say they believe, but this is the language that they use. They say, I serve God my way. I believe in certain ways. Now, I don't think that anyone or any church or any organization has got a complete answer or complete theology of exactly how. But we do have guidelines. Number one, our view has to be Christ-centered. It has to be washed through the Old Testament and the New Testament. It must be to elevate God, not man. And it must be biblically correct. And there are little deviations where we interpret things a, a little bit different from different places and spheres. And, and the one understands that 100%. But there are certain things that we cannot get past. So I cannot serve God the way I want to serve Him because I feel like that. And the Lord will understand. 
Can you hear that language? I do it my way and God will understand. That means I elevate myself above the scripture. One of my mentors talks about the little Jesus in your head. It's a little Jesus that you got in your box. That's idolatry. You shall have no other gods beside me. God come and reveal himself to us through the word. Um, right through the Old Testament. He reveals his nature to us. And in the New Testament, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So how God, because he is the express image of the invisible God. So he who believes in me as the scripture has said. So if we believe in Jesus, according to 1 John, oh, John 1, 12, 13, and 14, according to John 3, 16, according to Romans 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, that Jesus is Lord, that he died on a cross, innocent, born of a virgin. You see, and there's a big movement right now in the world to discredit the credibility of Jesus, that he was born of a virgin, because it takes faith to believe that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. It takes faith to believe that. It takes faith to believe that he was sinless, that he never sinned in his whole life, that he was perfect, 100% man, 100% God, that he died an innocent death. That he descended into Hades for three days. The sign of Jonah. We're talking about that come Sunday. Then that he got resurrected. That he is alive. The dead become alive. That takes faith. It, the Bible says it's foolishness to the world. It's absolutely foolish. It's, it's hogwash to the world. It's like the dead cannot come alive. That's like a scientific fact. Yet... We believe that the Father raised him from the dead. He paid the price for my sin. And Romans 10 verse 10 says that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is also God. It is the name given to all men to be saved. That there's only one mediator between man and God. You see, Mary is dead. St. John, St. Matthew, St. Paul, St. Patrick, all of them are dead. Buddha, you're dead. Muhammad, dead. Jesus alive. If I pray to anyone other than Jesus, I am worshipping and praying to the dead. You might not like to hear that. But that's the truth. You see, I cannot serve God the way I want to serve Him. I have to serve Him according to the Scriptures. He who believes in me, as the Scriptures have said, out of His belly shall flow rivers of living water. You see, the source is Jesus. He says, if you believe in me, my Father and I will come and live or make our abode in you john 14 23 and i want to read this to you if you just allow me to scroll there quickly john 14 23 and jesus answered and said to him if a man loves me and he will keep my word and my father will love him 
and we will come to make to him and make our abode with him. You see, that's what Jesus is saying. That the source, my Father, myself, the Holy Spirit, we come inside of you. When? This is important. Jesus answered, if a man loves me, he will keep my word. So the, the word that came out of Jesus, the words that become the Bible, if I keep that and I'm obedient to that, it shows my love. It doesn't show my salvation. My salvation is based on the work of the cross. Because I am saved, because I realize that I've been plucked out of hell, like a drowning man put into a lifesaver's boat or paddle ski. I realize I'm saved. Therefore, I am grateful and I'm thankful and I've received this forgiveness. Now, I love, I appreciate. He Jesus is my hero because he saved me. That's what a hero is. A, a hero is someone that saves. In South Africa, we have got uh, true life heroes that we get taught at school and history about this guy called Volrad Voldemarder, who there was a storm, a boat sank, and he went into the ocean with his horse and pulled out numerous people, saving their lives and eventually dying himself. Um, we've got a story about this true life story that happened of Rahuki de Beer that. She and her brother got lost, and it was a very, very, very cold evening. And she undressed herself, put and kept body against her brother's body, and kept him alive. And she died of the cold. She's a hero. Jesus died for me, or to save me. He is my hero. I will keep his word. I want to keep what he said. I love him. He says, and my father will love him. You see, when we keep his word, we've got father's love. This is beautiful. You want to know that heaven loves you. That it, it, it liberates you. It, it says you gives you esteem and self-esteem and confidence to take on this world, to know that you are loved by heaven. How do I know that I'm loved by heaven? I keep his word. And because I keep his word, I receive his love. And we will come to him and make our abode, our home, our permanent residence with him. It's not a Old Testamentical tabernacle. You and I, no, no, no. We are temples built, not by hands. So we permanent residence for the Holy Spirit to come. So the source that comes inside of you is a good source. So out of that good source flows living waters. Words of good. Acts of good. Thoughts of good. They want to do good to people and not harm them. And suddenly we can tap into the golden rule. Do unto others that which you want to be done unto yourself. See, you want to get involved in people's lives because you are going to do good to them. 
You want to stop next to the road and help the lady with a flat. Because you want to be good to them. You want to pray for the person. Because you want to be good to them. Because the source inside of you, the source of heaven, the Holy Spirit, He is good. And when you and I receive that and lives inside of that is an automatic. Now I can measure. I'm living up to His standard. Can you see that's not a heavy yoke? That's not a hard burden. It is soft and gentle. I want to do good because I am loved. And because I am loved, I can love. I want to take you to Psalm 71. Once again, just allow me to scroll. Psalm 71 verse 15. Listen to what this says. And it fits into David's writing here. My mouth shall show forth your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know how many they are. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will speak of your righteousness, of yours alone. O oh God, you have taught me from my youth. And before now, I have declared your wonderful works. And now when I'm old and gray-headed, O oh God, do not leave me. Until I have declared your strength to this generation and the next generation and your power to everyone who is to come. You see, we get so caught up in life about the media, the news, the calamity that that comes out of it. That's a bad source. That's not the source inside of you. You see, then I have to change my mouth because it has to stroke with the source inside. It has to be, it has to be accompanied. It has to, otherwise, if the fruit is negative and the fruit is evil, then the source is not the source of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit doesn't complain, doesn't belittle, doesn't, the Holy Spirit lifts God up. David saying, yeah, David had hard stuff and he had good stuff. And David made mistakes. We all know about that. David won wars. David got hardings. David was expelled. David was persecuted. David was hunted. Yet he says, I will speak when I'm gray to the gen next generation about the power and your strength of God, of faithfulness. Can you see that the source inside of you is a good source? It's the Holy Spirit and He's residing inside of you. He wants you to deal with that. He wants to speak that. And Psalm 40 says, verse 8 says the following, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have preached the righteousness in the great congregation. I have not kept my lips back. Oh Lord, you know. So what's David saying? He says, again, I will talk about God's righteousness, God's faithfulness, God's goodness, about what the Lord is doing in my life, what the Lord's doing in my family, in my business, in my workplace, in my country word that is over because the source inside of me is good i'm going to speak about it. i'm going to give hope i'm going to lift people up proverbs 18 
And most people know this, Proverbs 18, 21, we get a warning. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who live, love it shall eat its fruit. It's a warning. It says, death and life is in the power of your tongue. So if you are speaking death over yourself, over your children, over your family, over your neighborhood, over the country, over the politicians, at the Senate, the province where you stay, the economy where you are rooted in, you're going to eat that. It's, and it, it's not good. The fruit is not good. Therefore, the source is not good. So we have to say, no, no, no. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. I am going to open that well. And I'm going to speak life. I'm going to bless my politicians, my senators, my mayors, my government, my politicians, my school teachers, my employer. I'm going to speak good over them and I'm going to bless them because the source inside of me is good. I am not going to speak down to my children. I'm not going to cut them down and say, you're good for nothing, no good, you idiot why can't you get it you're not good at this i'm not going to say that because that's not the source that's inside of me the source inside of me is the holy spirit james 3 says that the tongue well it starts off with saying we direct horses by putting a bottle in their mouth and we turn big ships by a rudder so the tongue directs our lives it's when we start speaking. Now I want you to understand that your life, your calling is big. And, it's, and, and maybe the, your ship is going in the wrong way. And you today said, well, I'm going to change my tongue. If a big ship can turn quickly, the Titanic wouldn't have sunk. And this is the thing. This is a lifestyle. This is how we do it in the kingdom. And you allow, you allow the God of heaven that loves you, that's for you, and you start speaking life over yourself, and changing your mouth, changing your tongue, what you speak, what you say, and you don't participate in the negative conversations anymore, belittling conversations, and you start speaking life over people, just give God some time to turn that boat, to turn your life, turn your finances, turn your health, just keep at it. Be like a bulldog, just bite down. I'm not relinquishing this. I am sticking with this. This is the word of God and it will not return void. It will not return void. It will turn. God says his word in Hebrews is an operative. It's life-giving, energizing, and vitalizing. The source inside of you, if you are then saved, is a good source. And if the source is good, then make the fruit good. And maybe, maybe I can pray with you this morning. If you've never surrendered your life, and I, and I don't actually like the word receiving or surrender or giving my life to God, because I don't find that in text. But what I do find in text, and I want to read that to you, is John 1. Listen to what it says. Verse 12, but as many as received Jesus, to them he, Jesus, gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 
and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You see, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And here's the thing, but as many as received him, if you receive Jesus as Lord, if you receive Jesus as your Savior, and the picture I have in my mind of receiving somebody is when somebody rings the doorbell at my house. I open the door and I receive them in. So I can't boast but for opening the door. I can't brag. All I can say is that Jesus came. He initiated the relationship by knocking on the door of my heart. And I responded by opening the door. You can respond by saying, go away. Or you can respond by opening the door and just chit-chatting and say, sorry, you're not welcome to come in. That's up to you. And that's the beauty of choice and love. But God loves you. Jesus loves you. And if you open that door and you say, come in unreservedly, unreservedly, Lord, you can come into any part of my life. I receive you in, into my inner core of who I am. He gives you the radical child of God. Why don't you pray with me? Father, I thank you for our listeners or people watching on YouTube. And maybe for the first time in their life, want to pray this, receiving you. Please play after me. And dear Jesus, I hear you knocking at the door of my heart. And I want to have a good source inside of me. I receive you. I open the door and I say, come on in, into the core of me. Come change my inner man, who I am am in the my heart of hearts come do your work of rebirth holy spirit i receive you now i believe with my mouth with my heart and i confess with my mouth that jesus is lord thank you for saving me right now thank you holy spirit for rebirthing me right now. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. Thank you that from today on, 1st of February 2023, at half past 10 in the morning, I am a child of God and the source inside of me is good and out of that source will come goodness towards my life and towards others come and have your way through me in me in jesus name i ask amen if you've prayed that prayer for the first time please write us a note give us a like send us an email you can find it on social media god bless you god keep you keep well bye-bye